What's up, Roller Agenda listeners? Keith Lillard can be guys with another segment. I'm back on the road, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about today, we'll get to the subject about, um, well, this subject was prompted by people losing birds and guys stringing them in and keeping them. And um, we're going to touch bases on that first, and then we're going to go into the next part. But the first part is, losing birds and people stranding them in and keeping them. <clears throat> so, I still ask myself today, with all the birds available, why do guys still feel the need to strand somebody else's birds to keep them? I mean, I get it sometimes for a kid. I just don't get it for a grown man. <clears throat> Especially a grown man, the first thing he'll say is, I make my money just like you. I'm a man just like you. Until it becomes a, until a pigeon is evolved, pigeon scenario, they become a little kid like my son. Or a little kid like my daughter or my nephew. Become a little kid like a nine-year-old or eight-year-old. But you're a man with everything else but with a pigeon, you become a little kid. You want to strength, you want to covet another man's property because you can't produce your own. The reason why I'm talking like this is because I know some of them sorry people listening right now. <clears throat> and they probably say, yeah, that's why I strain your birds. Keep them, okay? Keep on keeping them, okay? But you won't tell me you got them. I mean, you see what I'm saying? They, they probably say, but that's why I keep these birds. He's talking that stuff on, on this podcast. And that's why I'm talking because you sorry dudes. We're not man, I'm saying no, I got your bird, I'm gonna keep this bird or whatever. Because they, they're scared of what might happen after the fact. But anyway, what kind of people do that? Low lifes. Um, if you don't have money, say, man, look, I straighten your bird, I like your bird, man. I can't really afford, can I keep it? Most time most of us say, yeah, man, go and keep it. No big deal. It's the ones that cover people, cover people birds in secret. And they make it seem like they got the these best birds they had or they created this family. And it's all because they strengthen some of those pigeons. Come on, man. Be a man. Worry about treat you like a man, look at you like a man, but you ain't being a man. You know what I'm saying? So, and when people cut your bands off, I'm a, when people when people cut your bands off, it's because they feel you, you're gonna end up coming by the house and seeing your bird. That's the reason why people cut bands off. They cut the boy Davion William Bourbon out when they came back to his house. <clears throat> because they didn't want nobody to know he had it. Let's get the man this bird back. He might say, man, you know what? Since you called me, right, I'm going to take care of you. But they'll never know because they just trying to worry about a bird in the hand is worth more than one more than those in the bush. But you never know. But that's the first part of it. But then... I was looking at a post on, on Facebook and dude started saying stuff like, oh, I don't know why he don't know what it is. He bleed, he don't know what it is. How, how you gonna breed it? Dude, for you guys, listen, let me tell you something about pit rollers. If you guys stop putting emphasis so much on what a bird is, let's breed a good ro- roller because because the sake it being a good roller, you guys would be better off. Because you got to know it is, it's probably what's hurting you guys right now. That's probably hurting you guys. 
Because you're probably putting a whole lot of value in it because of what it is or what it's from or what it go back to. Instead of, let, instead of keeping, keeping it, putting the value in the bird because it's a sound roller. You probably go further. You probably do further with that. That's bro, the solid roller, man. It was 30 feet. It was smooth. It was effortless. You know, went back to the kit. You know, it could have been a little more frequent. You straight another bird. Oh, I got a hen. I straight in. She about 15, 20 feet. She was fast. She was frequent. And she worked hard. Hmm. What if I put them two together? Boom. You don't even know who the parents are all the time. What that mean? That's just that. They ain't telling you if it's frequent. See, a lot of these guys will put emphasis. They'll see a bird, a good bird, a really good bird, and won't breed it. But they get a bird they never seen fly that has a pedigree and breed it and and play lawful a bird like that unflown. That part. I'm going to take the one I've seen roll in there and go work with it. But I will never cover another person's bird. If it's someone's bird, I'm going to get it back to them no matter how good it is. I'm gonna, if it's really good, I'm going to say, Ooh, I can't wait to get this bird. I want to see who bird this is. And as soon as I get the bird in here with anybody who's been in my house, my Australian bird, anybody, what's the first thing I do? I grab the bird, look at the band, say, oh, I know who bird this is. Let me give him a call. Well, I think I know somebody in this club. Let me get somebody in this club a call to get their bird back. No matter how good it is. Now, if they say you can keep it, you know what's a good one? Keep flying or you try to breed off of it. You know what I'm saying? That's a difference between most really good flyers. They take a, a bird based on its own merit. Not because of what it's out of. Because of what it's out of don't make it good. Breeding in the blind, you can know what a bird is and still be breeding in the blind. Just because you know a pedigree, that don't mean nothing. If you don't know what that pedigree stand for, the birds that pedigree stand for, it don't mean nothing. So what? This person bred it. So people, I see people get birds for me and they want to stock them. I say, stock it for what? Fly that bird. See what it is. You might not want to stock it later on. Stock, don't, don't, don't stop. Fly it. Go and fly it. I can't tell you once you get in your hand. I can't tell you what to do it once you get it. It's up to you, but fly that sucker. Fly him. Why don't you fly and see if it's good enough to make it to your loft. You don't know. It might, be, it, might, it might be good, but not what you need to move forward. Come on. So, bringing a blind, what does that actually really mean? I mean, you don't know nothing about the bird. But they say nothing about the bird. They mean, they don't mean performance. They mean pedigree. If they, if the if the blind part means not knowing his performance or, or anything like that, okay, I get that. But they say pedigree. Okay, what if I got a bird from Joe Rowe or Joe Blackenheimer and, and wrote a pedigree and said it was our Jerry Higgins birds from the what? But it was still a good bird and the bird produced super. And they come back and say, I wrote, I, I bred, I flew that bird for two, two years. He was a superstar. But it's not out of what I said it was out of. It's out of this. I just want to see what you what you do with it. So now that you know the truth, what you gonna do now? See what I'm saying? Now you know the truth. Now what? Oh man! But the bird inclusive for you last two years, excellent, super, making some of your best birds you've been flying. But now that's gonna diminish because it's not out of the stuff you want it to be out of. Because the bird's not in your life because of its merit or its performance. It's there because. You thought it was this. 
And a lot of guys think like that. A lot of guys think like that, which is sad. I don't think that way. When I think about somebody's birds, I think about the breeder. What the breeder be trying to accomplish? What has he accomplished? What's one of the main traits his family have? That's what I think about. And I go from there. Then I proceed. Then I go to the next step. Hmm. What was this one like in the air? How how are these? You flew some of these? You got some of the kit now? How are the parents? Okay. So, the hands deeper than the cocks, cocks deeper than the hands, most of them are free. Which one of the best? And you got to ask questions like that, performance questions. Who's the mother father? Oh, it's 1632. Who's the uh, grandparents? It's 923 and 486. Okay, if you don't know nothing about them birds, what difference do it make? Really, what, really, what difference do it make uh, what they are? If you're none of the performance traits. Another traits that go along with them with them numbers. See, with certain numbers come along with different traits. Whether they're good or bad. So when you hear those numbers, what traits popping? What 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 traits popping to your head? Um that go that coincide with their performance. What traits popping to your head? I mean back in the day, when you thought Norwood, you thought speed, you thought pretty pretty much speed. I can't even say you thought stability. I can't even say you thought stiffness or frequency because they was he had both. But one thing you can almost count on was was um, quality of speed, style. You can almost count on that part. Now when you start going Norwood via Arnold Jackson, Norwood via Juan Navarro. Juan Navarro, typier, smaller, clean rollers, can be stiff, can be frequent depending on which birds they come down out of. Arnold Jackson, pretty much the same thing. Very good cross pedals, both sides. And they all go back to one of the same cocks, the 827 cock, most of them. Weinberg's had a little bit of HRC in I'm not sure what Arnold's had in it, but they were good cross birds. They ain't back on my birds right now. But I use them for what they were worth. They have a, they have a job doing, they came in and did their job, then I moved on past them. So not so when you hear certain numbers of certain people birds, you can almost think about what to expect. Almost. Even though each little little, little family within within the strain might be a little different different results. Or they bring certain things to the table. And you gotta know if you don't know what them birds bring to the table, it don't matter if you know every pedigree all the way back to 1960. And that's what dudes get confused at. A lot of dudes get confused right there. If, if dudes just focus on checking out, doing, using, breeding birds because they're all merit, we'd be all right. We all would be all right. I have to keep reminding myself of that. I got to check myself with that every now and then within my own loft. I know certain birds are, certain birds in my loft going to give me this and some going to give me this. But sometimes I got to fly them suckers and make them prove that's who they are. You gotta show me that's who you really are. I mean, and then select them birds that work with the kit from the air. That's the problem I'm having now. I've been select the last five years worth of birds from the air, flown two and three years. Cause I wasn't flying like that. <clears throat> Most of the time I got rid of the kit at the end of the year or stock the birds after the first season. So I don't know what they like the second, or third season. But I gotta figure that out. And I'm figuring it out. 
But while I'm figuring out, I'm still using the birds I know going to roll that first season until I get to find them birds that can breed them birds and roll them second and third and fourth seasons. I got to build that back up in them. And I know that. And the birds didn't really change. I just select them different because I wasn't really flying, flying like I normally fly. I wasn't competing, so I, I didn't know how good they didn't really do in a competition. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so I still got to go back uh, almost to drawing, but almost, not all the way back. I just got to fly them and select them. Yeah, like this bird's on my kit. It's like three cocks on my kit right now. That can definitely make it to the loft <clears throat> based on what they did last year and this can doing right now. My three. No hands. No hands. There was no hands right now. That will stop for the base of their performance. Oh, take that back. It's one. She's 19. I understand. I see what she is. She's showing what she is all these years, but she's still showing what she is. I understand she's not a hard worker. I understand that. I understand she's stable. Good style. Will work with any kid, whether it's young bird or old, but she proved that to me. <clears throat> not a standout bird, but a good solid bird. A supporting cast bird, a role player. I know that. She damn sure don't hurt the kid. She works with the kid, but she don't hurt the kid. So, I understand that. And that's the kind of stuff we got to figure out. So, so dudes get a full predator and still be breeding the blind. But they know what the bird is. Guess what? Still be in the blind. And they don't understand the birds. Um, First person I heard say that was Damien Merrick Randall. When you say that, I said, mm, that's an interesting concept. I ain't never thought about that way. But we do a lot of blind maintenance. But he he admitted it. See, I respect that because he admitted it. he was breeding the blind. He didn't he wasn't sure what, what it was. He admitted that. And when you say I said, okay, Damien, okay. Okay. You, you, you get a point or two for that. Okay, I get you. I got you. At first, I said, oh, man, what do you mean by that? And I thought about it, and he started spraying. I said, oh, my boy, okay. Okay, I'll give him props for that. He admitted it. See, he admitted it. Everybody won't admit that. Oh, I know what that is. That's this, this, this. I know it. No, you don't. That's because you know what it is. Don't mean you know what it did. Every bird going to be the same. <clears throat> Sorry. So, see how this conversation jumped from one stage and went to another, then to another? Because there's layers to this. It's always layers. I mean, how you peel this onion? There's layers. So, Getting back to the original part about the people straying people birds in. The sad thing is, they stray so a lot of people stray in birds and then don't even, like, I'm, like, once I lose my birds, my birds, if I don't see them within that first week, I, I never see them again, ever. They don't pop up at shows. Every now and then they pop up in somebody's loft when they are already 10 years old. Dudes be good at keeping suckers on the wraps. And most time, most of the time, it's people that really know me. And I was talking to my um, who's that? My aunt went to my aunt. Yeah, my aunt one time I was getting mad one time. She said, "Don't have no people get you in trouble when you get yourself in trouble." I'm a little smarter than that. You know, I'm a little smarter than that. 
I said, if I do something, I ain't going to get caught. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, no, nah, I'm just kidding. But I, you know what I'm saying? It make you want to do it because how people act. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and some people act like that. Probably some people, I done gave them their birds back. I know it's one dude. I gave him his birds back. But he still straight my birds and tried to sell them. I won't, I'll tell him to his face this all the time, but I won't, I won't talk, say his name on here. I know his initials is LJ. That's his initials, LJ. Yeah, with his pet bird have himself. Anyway, moving right along. Some people will do that. I mean, I don't care for them people, but you know. But, I lost Eight birds mm, say Sunday. Eight birds Sunday. And it was crazy how I lost them because they wouldn't land. No matter how low they came, they came within 10, from, ten feet of landing on the roof twice. It kept flying. And then somebody said, maybe you're afraid of myself. I, I'm like, but I said, but I start. I was saying, man, the kids myself, man, I don't overfeed. I feed my birds pretty much the same or less all the time. It's not no overfeeding situation. Just some stuff just happens. I know it happens because <clears throat> the older kid did the same thing, but they came down and actually landed after the third time down. This did kid came down three times, but after the third time, this was straight up, like straight up. Was gone. It was up and gone. Then one bird pop up, and y'all see him at the dot dot. I barely can see him, and I lose him. And I blink or something. And I catch another glimpse of him. And I lose him again. I'm like, I stop looking. I say, well, they'll drop sooner or later. And after a while, I kicked up some of my older ones. When it came down, there's only 17 birds. Now I left seven older ones. So that's 10 birds down out of 20 something. So, we got, so I got them in, got the seven, put them back up, and look, look around, had 16 birds back there. And it was all part of the kit. Then they ended up with 19. Out of 27. Six missing now. So, yeah, out of, yeah 19. So, no, it was eight missing now, so it's 27. Yep. I was right, 27. Eight missing. I know somebody that got this this podcast probably have one or two. I know they do. But they're not gonna let me know they have them. But if you have them, just give, give me a call. You might get lucky. If you don't, don't trip. If you don't want to call, I know you ain't gonna call if you don't want to call, so we ain't gonna go there. But sometimes your blessing might come when you give up that one pigeon. Ask Day Day. Good Day Day. Day Day my, and my club members and a few other people have car blanche at my house. Yep, I have to say, go and take that fly. Go and take that. That's my real people. But anyway, let's get back to the podcast. So you, so people losing birds, like people gonna lose a lot of birds coming soon. For some reason, falcons and hawks is kind of, they're not as bad as they were last year right now, for some reason. I don't know what that, what that reason is, but they're not. 
I don't know if it's just me or what, but they've been, they slacked off a little bit for right now. Um, so we got to take advantage of that. We got to get them birds up. We got to think get the training. Stop stop babysitting these birds. Stop holding on to these birds, holding them aloft. Because in the loft, in the kid box, they not doing you no good. Which is breeding birds to fly, and then you keep them in the kid box all the time because you're scared to lose them. You might say, you know what, I'm scared to lose pigeons, so I'm not going to breed pigeons. Why breed them and then don't try to fly them? That's, that makes no sense to me. I will fly them, but I'm scared to lose them. So that means they're not going to fly, so they're not going to be worth nothing. Pretty much. I mean, when it comes to the point, like when it gets to the point where I can't fly, I'm not going to fly. I'm not going to breed no pigeons. Period. I'm just going to breed none. But that's neither here nor there. So I think I said what I have to say. I've been it enough. I've talked enough facts. I've talked enough facts about these subjects. I've been it. I said, I told, I said my feelings, I said my, my points, so I'm going to call this, this segment, it for the night, so, you guys know what to do, right, select, read, fly, select again, and repeat, it's Keith London, Rolling Agenda, I'm out, peace.